Robert Worth. Production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Good Friday morning. It's Friday, November 4th, 2022. You are listening, as you just heard, to Catholic Connection, a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN. Thanks for tuning in. I do hope that you can stay tuned for the entire hour. Asking you for prayers this morning for our pilgrims. Deacon Dom and I just arrived in Italy, and we always go in a few days early to make sure everything is uh, finished and taken care of and all the I's and the T's are dotted and crossed and want to make sure that it's a smooth transition when their pilgrims get off the plane. So they're arriving uh, on Monday, and we'll be hanging out in Umbria for the next couple of days as that's going to be the basis of our trip, the T's Italy Preparing Pilgrimage. We're calling it La Dolce Fide, the sweetness of faith, the sweet life of faith, and we are spending a lot of time in Umbrian towns because there's so much to learn and to share regarding our Catholic faith, including, of course, St. Francis, St. Clair, and Assisi. We're also going to be spending three days and nights in the beautiful Etruscan hilltop town of Orvieto, home of the Eucharistic miracle of Balsena. It's a beautiful story about this Eucharistic miracle and the doubts this priest had about the Eucharist. Just look it up online, Orvieto Eucharistic miracle or Eucharistic miracle from Balsena because it actually happened in the town of Balsena, which is south, about a half an hour of Orvieto. And there's actually a beautiful church, St. Christina's, that you can visit. And you can go below and see where the Eucharistic miracle actually occurred. It occurred during a Mass centuries ago. The priest was having doubts. And the Eucharist, during, of course, the consecration, actually bled on the corporal or the altar cloth. And the Pope was in Orvieto at the time. So the priest took that cloth and brought it to the Pope, and it remains there in this beautiful cathedral in Orvieto. It's just a phenomenal place. We'll be also visiting Greccio, which is the a place where St. Francis established the first crash, to Viterbo, the place of the first conclave, some other sites around Umbria, and then off to Rome. But do know that we'll be praying for you. And if you have any prayer requests, Feel free to email me, and we'll bring them up, as they always do, at our daily Mass. We're very grateful for Father James Conlon, who is a pastor of, very appropriately, St. Francis of Assisi Parish in Ann Arbor, Michigan, who's joining us as our spiritual director. So it's going to be an exciting and hopefully very fulfilling couple of weeks. We'll be gone for about two weeks, but I'll be joining you. I'll be with you also Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We'll actually be live, God willing, if everything works correctly, the day after the election. And then on Thursday, Vanessa Denhagarma will be taking over for me until I return. I'm also going to be heading over to, uh, let's see, Aberdeen, South Dakota for the Real Presence radio fundraiser, and that will be at the end of this trip. So keeping you in prayer, I hope you keep us in prayer as well. Looks like uh, the weather is going to be pretty nice. It's going to be very warm on the East Coast and in the Midwest, and also a little bit cooler on the West Coast. You might get some storms, but looks like parts of the country are experiencing an Indian summer. All right, so who's coming up on the show today after the news? Well... You know him very well, pun intended. Dr. Edward Shree from the Augustan Institute in EWTN. He was on with us once before, a few weeks ago, actually a few months ago, when his new book came out, which is entitled The Good, the Messy, and the Beautiful, The Joys and Struggles of Real Married Life, published by Ascension Press. And if you heard the show yesterday, you know that Chris Stefanik is going to be joining me and Deacon Dom and so many other folks on the Good News Cruise next year talking about actually just this, The Joys and Struggles of Married Life. 
So we sat down with Dr. Shree to dive into this. What's interesting about the discussion is that the young people that he and his wife work with in marriage ministry, many of them come from really, really good Catholic homes, and they had a very, very strong faith. So they thought, you know what? We get the Eucharist. We get the church. We love the sacrament of marriage, so everything's just going to be peachy keen. Well, even if you're faithful, you could have issues and struggles because we're all, you know, living in a fallen world. It's a beautiful book, but I think it's very important for our times right now when the world is so crazy and many marriages are suffering to help us build up the body of Christ, starting with the domestic church. And as Al Cresta always says, we build the church, we bless the nation. So we're going to quickly look at the news right now on a Friday morning and then take a break and see what Dr. Shree has to say about the good, the messy, and the beautiful, the joys and struggles of real married life. Alliance Defending Freedom International demanding the Inter-American Commission on Human Rights defend religious freedom in the region with a special emphasis on Mexico and Nicaragua. At an October 29th hearing held in Costa Rica, ADF leaders demanding the commission take concrete action against the violations of religious freedom in Nicaragua, Mexico, and Argentina, among other countries in the region. On August 19th, the National Police abducting Rolando Alvarez, the Bishop of Matagalpa, in the middle of the night after having forcibly confined him in his chancery since August 4th. He was then transferred to Managua, where he is now under house arrest. That same night, the police also arresting priests, seminarians, and a cameraman who are being confined in the chancery along with the bishop. They are being held in a prison where opponents of the regime have been tortured. And the Pope continuing his journey in Bahrain and Devin Watkins spoke with the Apostolic Vicar of Southern Arabia discussing the importance of the apostolic journey. In a written interview with Vatican Radio, the Vicar Apostolic of Southern Arabia noted that the majority of Catholics in Bahrain, themselves a minority in the Muslim nation, are migrant workers and their priests are also foreign-born. This characteristic makes the church pluriform, he says, as in having many faces but being united at the same time. Differences, said Bishop Martinelli, are shown to be a source of richness and not of division in the church in the Gulf region. As a minority, the local church is forced to live the faith with simplicity, he said, while aiming at the essentials of gospel living and avoiding any form of proselytism, something Pope Francis frequently urges the entire church to avoid. Bishop Martinelli said Catholics in Bahrain are both young and active and often volunteer as catechists. This aspect helps make the church an open house for all, which bears witness to the gospel in the simplicity of daily life. The Italian-born bishop went on to note the ecumenical aspect of the visit, as Pope Francis will take part in the closing ceremony of the Bahrain Forum for Dialogue, which will see over 200 leaders of various faiths gather to promote peace. It comes a little over three years after his visit to Abu Dhabi, where he signed the document on human fraternity with the Grand Imam of Al-Azhar, Ahmad Al-Tayeb, whom he will meet again on Friday. Democrat John Fetterman's shaky performance in last month's debate with Republican Mehmet Oz, leading to a much tighter Pennsylvania U.S. Senate race just a week before the election, or a fewer days before the election. Latest USA Today Suffolk University poll released this week showing Fetterman leading Oz 47 to 45%, in late September, Fetterman had a 46 to 40 percent lead over Oz. An unusually high 19 percent of independent voters say they haven't decided for whom they will vote. Fetterman struggling to state answers to questions at times in the debate, a lingering effect of a stroke he suffered earlier this year. And Brian Shook tells us a new poll has suburban white women moving their support from the Democrats to Republicans in big numbers. 
Just days before the midterms, the Wall Street Journal shows that voter block favoring the GOP by 15 percentage points since the last poll taken in August. A large majority of the women polled say the economy is far and away the biggest issue. White suburban women make up 20 percent of the voting population. An investigation by the U.S. Capitol Police into overlooked camera images involved in the attack on Paul Pelosi is underway. Capitol Police say it has cameras aimed at the Pelosi San Francisco home, but the images were not actively being monitored on the night of the attack. Pelosi was hit several times with a hammer after an intruder broke into his home looking for his wife, Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. The number of illegal immigrants caught at the southern border just keeps rising. Republican Congressman Tony Gonzalez says many are single males coming from El Salvador. The president of El Salvador incarcerated 50,000 gang members. That means if you're a gang member, you're trying to get the hell out of El Salvador. The epicenter of the surge is now in his district near El Paso, Texas, and the congressman also says many from El Salvador are simply trying to escape that country's crackdown on street gangs. They were going to get arrested in El Salvador anyway, so better to serve time in a U.S. prison than an El Salvadorian prison. Along the southern border, meanwhile, more than 200,000 arrests were made in the first month of the new fiscal year, and that's up 28% from last October. This is also the eighth straight month where apprehensions topped 200,000. This week's interest rate hike just ahead of the holiday shopping season, while well, it has shoppers thinking twice before shopping. Several holiday shoppers plan on saving more than spending due to the economic situation. We might just have a light Christmas this year. We're all going to uh, do a little less buying at Christmas time. And Matt Claus, a finance professor at Denver University, saying major factors that are contributing to our current inflation are creating a much more complicated scenario than previous inflationary periods. I've been teaching for 46 years, and I've never seen a time period where we've had as many challenges all at the same time. The Fed Reserve announcing another federal fund interest rate increase Wednesday, the fourth consecutive three-quarter point hike so far this year. The effective federal interest rate is now at 4% for the first time since late 2007. This, as inflation remains above 8%, the highest in some 40 years. And Rory O'Neill tells us, never mind that blue check, half the workers at Twitter are more concerned about the pink slip. The self-described chief twit is planning to cut in half the number of employees at Twitter, about 3,700 people. Bloomberg reports that Elon Musk will break the news to Twitter employees on Friday, just over a week since he took ownership of the social media company. He may also be ending the company's work-from-anywhere policy. Musk is also trying to find new revenue streams to make Twitter more profitable. Northwestern Memorial Hospital in the Chicago area, the first in the state to perform a heart transplant after it stopped beating. Surgeons at the hospital performing the heart transplant earlier in October using a machine nicknamed Heart in a Box. Hearts are usually only considered for transplant if the donor suffers brain death, but the donor's heart is still beating in their body. The Heart in a Box device allows surgeons to use hearts from donors whose heart and respiratory systems have shut down. Astronomers have discovered three asteroids that have been hidden by the glare of the sun. The space rocks are circulating in an area between the orbits of Earth and Venus, and two of them are so massive they're described as planet killers. Astronomers at NASA's Center for Near-Earth Object Studies say one of them has an orbit path that could one day force it to come in contact with the Earth. Come into contact is an understatement, but according to astronomers who say it would cause planet-wide destruction. But planetary scientists say something like that happening in the foreseeable future has an extremely low probability rate.
It is a Friday morning. You are listening to Catholic Connection, a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN. We'll be right back on a Friday morning. Stay tuned. We are the pro-life generation, passionate about building the culture of life in our health care and in our nation. But not all health care options are equally pro-life, and some provide morally objectionable procedures. CMF Curo is different. CMF Curo is a pro-life Catholic health care ministry providing a pathway for its members to build the culture of life in their health care choices, not destroy it. Learn more about CMF Curo at MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Hi, this is Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. If you're like us, you want to make sure that your kids hold on to their Catholic faith. But you also know that many kids leave the faith around the same time they leave home. What can science teach us about raising kids who love their faith and carry it with them into adulthood? In our brand new free webinar, Raising Confident Catholic Kids, we'll share tips on how you can build the kind of family life that will make your kids own their faith and treasure it. Join us for this free webinar Monday, November 14th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You'll learn what it takes to raise godly kids so you can be sure that you are the primary influence in your children's lives, even more than their culture or peers. If you're a Catholic parent, you don't want to miss this event. Sign up today for free at catholichom.com slash webinar. Again, go to catholichom.com slash webinar and sign up today for the free webinar, Raising Confident Catholic Kids. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Welcome back at The Connection. Always great to catch up with my friend Edward Shree, Dr. Edward Shree. Needless to say, he's done so much. He continues to do so much for the Catholic faith. And being that Deacon Dom and I work a lot in the area of marriage ministry, now that we've been a deacon couple for 10 years, Dom ordained in 2012, we find ourselves doing more and more retreats for both the diaconate couples who are in formation and diaconate couples who are already working in ministry side by side. And just so appreciate the honesty and the realness in terms of what people are facing. And that's why the book that Dr. Shree wrote with his wife, Beth, The Good, the Messy, and the Beautiful, is so important. So when he came on a while ago, if you recall, to introduce this book, uh, I was chuckling and telling Dom about it. And then I told uh, Ed or Ted that we have to come back on because there's so much to dissect and discuss. So the book, again, is The Good, the Messy, and the Beautiful, The Joys and Struggles of Real Married Life by Edward and Beth Shree. So, Ted, good morning. Thanks for joining us again and taking the time out. It's published by Ascension Press. What I really think is important about this book is you were addressing the situation that you and your wife were really good Catholics. I mean, you you believed in the faith, you had a purpose, and yet life can still impact us, correct? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you know, we thought we were, you know, we're committed. We pray every day. We go visit Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. We were going to daily Mass, so we just thought, you know, Marriage, you know, I'm sure there's crosses and challenges, you know, but we're, we're you know, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna do it the Catholic way. So we'll, we won't have all the problems everybody else does. <laughs> and the Lord mocked us, 
because I think this is just, the issue is that we all bring in our own weaknesses to our marriages. We we all have original sin. We're wounded, (laughs) you know, and and then we bring in our own vices, our own hurts from our past, all these things, and that's, you know, no matter how beautiful the ceremony, no matter how beautiful the dress and the tuxedo, uh, grace builds on nature, and as my wife often says, our nature has a lot of fissures in it, there's a lot of cracks in it. And, and, and that's going to emerge in the marriage relationship where there's going to be times where we're, we're disappointed, we're, we're hurt, we're not communicating well. Uh, some marriages go through greater crises, but all marriages go through these struggles. And we have these seasons, you know, we call it the dark night of marriage, you know, where, where yeah. things are like, it's just not clicking well. And, and we just want to tell couples that's normal. Like, don't, don't press the panic button. This means the sacrament is working. When we have those cracks, those fissures in our human nature, and they're coming to the surface, God wants to fill those cracks with his love, and he's bringing them to our attention, and he's using the, the, the intense relationship of marriage and family life to, to draw attention to it so that he can heal us. Uh, and that's the, the hope, the encouragement we want to give all couples uh, who struggle, as, as we've been giving these talks and talking to couples who've been married 20, 30 years, you know, they all laugh and they smile and they see how their love has been transformed, taken to a whole different level precisely through these little challenges and bigger challenges that come up in married life. You know, it's so, it's so funny when, when you're talking about this. I'm thinking of a scene from uh, the sitcom that's in rerun land now, Everybody Loves Raymond, and when uh, Robert and Amy got married and they were so in love and they were newlyweds and they had one of their first dinners at the apartment, and then Ray and, and Deborah come in, and then, of course, Ray's parents, uh, Frank and, and um, Marie Barone, and... The, you know, the, the, the newlywed couple are just talking about how happy they are and how joyous. And Marie looks at them and she goes, you're newlyweds, God bless you, you know nothing. <laughs> 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 Boom. You know, then she talks about going through married life and, and what it means and the ups and the downs. And it was just, it was just very interesting. But it pops into my head because there, there is that, that, that honeymoon phase, right, that we go through in marriage. Yeah. I, in fact, I, I, I like to say that the best marriage prep can't really prepare you for, for what you're going to encounter. You know, you and I have been involved in marriage prep programs right. and things, right? We want to do the best we can there. But in the end, you're going to be thrown in the deep end into this mystery of the other person, the mystery of your own self and your own weaknesses and all. And, and, and it's messy, and, and nothing can really get you ready. So I think, and Pope Francis actually put his finger on this a number of years ago, that we need to do more in the Church for ongoing marriage formation, because it's it's really like three years into your marriage, you know, a couple of kids right. in your marriage, that's when you need the help the most. And so, yeah, you come in and there's this honeymoon phase, you're excited, you know, and, and I think, you know, I, I think a lot of couples, what happens is when they face these challenges, you know, maybe seven, 17 years in their marriage, they remember the past. They, well, we need to go back. You know what? We don't have those strong feelings like we used to. We, we, you know, we, didn't, we don't do all these fun things like we used to. And I think that's actually dangerous because that, Initial love that God used to bring the couple together was good. It served a purpose at that time. But we don't want to go backwards. We always want to be looking forward. How is God inviting me to love in this new circumstance with this stressful job or with all these kids or with a health issue or, um, you know, a a psychological issue emerging, some some counseling that's needed? Like right now, God is inviting me to love Beth in, in new ways and in deeper ways. And I don't want to go backwards and go, oh, let's just do date night again like we always used to. You know, yeah, we go on date night and we do things. But, but I think couples fall in this danger of comparing their present marriage to how things were when they were falling in love when they were engaged and, they, and their disillusion. We want to look forward and, and forge that deeper love that's not all about the romantic feelings, 
but is about commitment, it's about sacrifice, and there's a greater stability, uh, a stronger foundation in that kind of a, a marriage union. We're talking to Dr. Ted Shree. The new book is The Good, the Messy, and the Beautiful, The Joys and Struggles of Real Married Life, co-authored with his beautiful wife, Beth. And you guys are married how long? 23 years. Wow. God bless you. Congratulations. Dom and I just celebrated 39 years. One? Oh, my goodness. You're getting ready to throw the big 40. Coming up yep, here. yep. Of course, I was married. I was one of those Italian fixed marriages. I was two at the time, just saying. <laughs> Now I have to go to confession after the show. But I want to get back to the point you just made about not getting stuck in the past. I do think remembering why God brought you together in the first place is good. But then I think you have to apply that and build on it. And also, if you've made it, because Deacon Dom and I, and you know our story, we had uh, many struggles and came close to divorce twice, even separated at one point briefly for a couple of weeks. But when we look at those sad times in our life but realize how god was there it's kind of like you know the book of job or other stories in the bible where god tells us look i was there or that famous poem footprints where were you you know i see one set of footprints and god says to the man questioning that's when i carried you so i think in that way it's good to look back but also to remember how and why you came together in the first place and then build on the life you've created yeah, you know, what you're saying, Teresa, is a both-and here. It reminds me of something St. John Paul II said, actually. He says, the same God that brought the couple together in marriage, so you know, remembering that past, that God brought us together. He brought us together for a reason. That same God that brought us together continues to call us in marriage. In other words, like, so it's, it's a both-and. So we, we have the confidence, okay, God brought us together you know, 23 years ago, 39 years ago. So God brought us together. And he knew way back then all of those challenges we were going to face. Mm-hmm. He knew about that financial stress. He knew about that difficulty with one of the kids. He knew about uh, that the the you know brokenness in your marriage that was going to come up. You know those dark points. He knew all of those struggles, and yet he still called us. So that gives me confidence. I remember the past. God united us together, knowing everything we were going to face. And so now, no matter how dark the situation is, no matter how much I feel like. You know, he's never going to change, and she just won't ever understand, and we're never going to be have, have that close friendship like we used to. Like, we can fall into this despair. That's the devil putting those lies in our head. Because, no, that God, God knew that this was going to happen. God knew I would feel really hurt right now or feel disappointed right now or feel a little far emotionally distant from my spouse. He knew this would happen, and he's inviting us right now to work on it. And, he, and, and, and the other great comforting thing is he gives us grace. There are special graces in the sacrament of matrimony that are available to us. And I think many Catholics don't call upon the grace of their marriage and say, Jesus, I don't feel close to my spouse. I don't know how to communicate to my spouse. I don't know how to share with them this difficulty. I, I'm despairing. You know, Jesus, help me. Like, I don't think they turn to the grace of the sacrament that united Jesus and the Church, that union of Christ and the Church in the darkest moment in human history when Humanity rejected the Savior and killed him on the cross, that, that, and Jesus was still faithful. And that moment of, of our own darkness and difficulties in married life, there's real graces available that help us have hope and courage, no matter what challenges we're facing. And that's where you're, you're really building that strong union, not just based on emotions and feelings and attraction, nothing wrong with all that, but there's a deeper union that's rooted in Jesus Christ. Yeah, absolutely. So do you think some couples who go into a marriage with a strong faith get frustrated 
when things start to go a little bit, you know, not as, as smoothly as they thought they would because they had that faith, does that affect their relationship with God in the church? Do they start doubting, do you think? Because they're thinking, oh, we're going to be fine because we have God. Well, I, I will say this. I have heard, well, I've heard this from many young couples uh, where their faith is being tested. They're wondering, why is this happening? You know, we, we prayed, we did the rosary, we did all these things, and now we're fighting. And now, and so they're they're a little shaken. They're wondering what happened. They feel, first of all, I think a lot of them just feel shame. They feel like I, you know, oh my goodness, I, I'm so embarrassed. You know, our marriages are, are struggling like like nobody else's are. And, and I just want to tell them, no, we all struggle. <laughs> you know, like you shared your story in our book, mm-hmm. we share our difficulties and struggles as well. Uh, and we, that's part of what we want to do. Beth and I wanted to be very vulnerable and say, look, you know, yeah, Dr. Shree, he teaches theology of the body. He's been involved in marriage prep programs, and they really struggled. You know, that's normal, and, uh, and you know, and so part of it is we want to lift the shame and not let them, you know, fall into that despair. But we do see sometimes their faith shaken. You know, this is a, this is something where they they go in thinking, well, wow, we we study theology of the body and we're we're living the church's teachings. Why is it so hard? It, I, I think they need to be assured that you know it's supposed to be really hard, right. and you're going to have these moments. This is what God is doing, working on your heart to take your love to the next level. And I think oftentimes we forget the struggle of the saints, that even some of the most holy people, holy people in the world, and whether it's Padre Pio, Teresa of Avila, or others, had real struggles, even after they were very, very close to the Lord. And, I mean, they're still growing, and they, they talk about their growth, all the great saints. But it's not like all of a sudden it was a walk in the park, right? And- no, I- Oops, break time. Okay, hang on. We'll pick up on that point when we come back. The Good, the Messy, and the Beautiful, the Joys and Struggles of Real Married Life, published by Ascension Press and written by our friend Dr. Edward Shree. You know him well from his great work with Focus, the Augustine Institute, and EWTN. He co-wrote this with his lovely bride, Beth. We'll be right back. It was years ago. Shouldn't I be over it now? Why does it feel like yesterday? The pain is still there. The guilt still haunts me. The sadness is overwhelming. I don't understand these bursts of anger. Are you suffering from a past abortion? We can help. Call 214-544-CARE. Don't worry, it's all confidential. I want to feel connected again. Sometimes... I'm just numb. It's just not getting any better. You don't need to hurt anymore. Begin the journey to healing today. Call 214-544-CARE or go to racheldallas.org. 214-544-CARE or go to racheldallas.org. Hi, I'm Craig Trzynski with BOMA USA, the Billings Ovulation Method Association. Would you like to support the mission of BOMA USA and hear inspiring testimonies about how the pro-life and pro-family message starts with NFP and why it's increasingly needed today? Please join us for our banquet on November 12th in Frisco with guest speakers Bishop Joseph Strickland and Dr. Danielle and Kyle Kessner. For information and tickets, visit events.boma-usa.org. 
If you just experienced damages from the most recent severe weather, you need a professional to guide you through the insurance process. Hi, I'm Mari Buford with Buford Roofing and Construction and a proud member of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please beware of the door-to-door, fast-talking, high-pressure salesman that insists you sign a contract now. Take your time, weigh your options, and let a professional be your guide. We may be reached at our website, BufordRoofing.com, or by phone at 817-329-ROOF. So I love the cover of this book because the word messy, the two S's are spelled out with socks. And when I saw the cover, I immediately thought of my grandmother, Anna, Anna Tamio, who told me on my wedding day she was in Jersey City and she was too ill to come to the wedding, bless her heart. She struggled greatly with arthritis. And she said, Teresa, let me tell you, it's not all peaches and cream, you know. He's going to drive you crazy. It's going to be dirty socks and on and on and on, she said. And, oh, boy, but uh, my uh, grandmother and my uh, grandfather, Pasquale, had a beautiful marriage and remained very much in love uh, their entire married life. But, uh, Ted, I have to say, I know you're, you're part Italian, and so the minute I saw that word messy with the socks, I thought of my one of my Italian grandmas. So well done <laughs> in terms of the cover. Something about the, the, the very strong ethnic people, the many of whom, of course, emigrated here to the United States, they just cut right to the chase. You know what I mean? You know, when you just when you said that, it reminded me of my Italian grandmother, who's still alive, living with my folks in the Chicago area, ninety-seven years old. Bless her heart. Bonini, you know, and she sees us, and like we have eight kids, and so when she we come and we visit, you know, she she just goes, "Daddy, all these kids, it's really hard. It's hard to raise a family." (laughs) But she's honest, right? Like this is, you know, this is the hard work. Um, and but yet it's the hard labor of love. That's that's mm-hmm. the beautiful of it. And she and she then goes on and on about how beautiful this is, you know. But it's hard. And I think the most beautiful things in life. You think about Michelangelo. I know you read pilgrimages to Rome, right? And you show people the Sistine Chapel. That wasn't just like, you know, oh, let me just do some little paintings. That was really hard work. To make <laughs> bada boom, bada bing, we're done, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the same thing is, if we want to make beautiful art, beautiful masterpieces with our marriage, with our family life, it is a lot of hard work and going through the messy <laughs> to get to the beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's a great title of the book. Again, we're talking with Dr. Edward Shree, new book co-written with his wife, Beth, The Good, The Messy, and The Beautiful, The Joys and Struggles of Real Married Life, published by Ascension. Yeah, I think this would be a great book for engaged couples, but I also think it would be a nice book for someone celebrating an anniversary. What do you think? Well, that's actually, I'll tell you, we wrote the book primarily for that audience people that are married a number of years. You know, there may be 5, 10, 15 years in their marriage. That's who we were thinking of. Now, we have questions for, for, engaged, for engaged couples as well at the end of every chapter because people said that this, you know, they're very interested to know what does marriage really look like. So a lot of the young couples wanted to get a picture of it. But I'll tell you, I've had many young couples in focus been reading the book, and I tell them, you know, they're engaged, they're getting ready for marriage. They go, this is awesome. Just read this three years into your marriage. Go back. Mm-hmm. Because once you're in it, that's like we said earlier, that's when you've got all the questions. That's when you're facing all those things that your grandma was talking about. He's going to drive you nuts. He's going to leave right. your socks all over right. you. you know, like that's when you need the help the most. And so, yes, it gives you a preparation. It can kind of, you know, you know, give you a vision of what married life might be like in the realities of it all. But I think it's those couples that have been married 5, 10, 15, 20 years. That's who we were thinking of the most. And I'll tell you, those are the emails we're getting the most from people who've read it and say, wow. yep, this is really speaking to where I am right now. I needed to hear this. I was starting to get discouraged or I, I needed this help you know, to, to communicate better to my husband or whatever it is. That's where we're hearing it, the people that are married already. 
Yeah. And getting back to the question that I asked uh, going into the break, sorry, I forgot about the time uh, the time constraints, but it, it, it's frustrating for people who go into the marriage with a really strong faith sometimes because they think, well, wait a minute, we're doing this correctly. We're following the church teaching. We're praying together. We've studied theology of the body. Why are we having issues? What I want to say to them is to remind them that God is taking your love on a journey. And I think we forget this. I think it's like, hey, oh, God brought us together. We're in love. And now we're married. Boom. Okay. And then it's just there. You got this static love. It's just there. But it's it's more like this. God's love. God is taking your love on this this adventure. <laughs> it, it's a, there's a starting point. There's that initial love that's really good. But he's, he's he wants to bring it to a deeper level. I think I might have shared this when I was on uh, a, a while ago with you, Teresa, about the analogy of the wedding of Cana. That the initial wine that was there at Cana was good. I know I loved it, <laughs> but it ran out. It, it it couldn't go the distance, and so Jesus steps into that lack that that lack of wine, and and then he creates the the abundant wine, the good wine that that, mm-hmm. that lasts forever, right? And, and and that's the analogy Pope Benedict uses to describe the transformation of love that God wants to take our marriage on. That there's the initial wine, the initial love that brought us together. We're falling in love, want to be together all the time. It's powerful, emotional, sexual attraction, all these things, and that's great. But then over time, that that, that won't last. And there are going to be these moments where we feel, I can't give anymore. Or I feel like it's just not, I'm falling short, and I'm longing for something more, and it it doesn't last. And those are are actually the most powerful moments of growth where Jesus wants to step into our poverty, into that lack, and and he wants to create an even greater love, a good wine of marriage, if you will. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think we forget this. And so I always tell couples, like when, when Beth and I have been doing these marriage enrichment retreats and conferences, we, we tell the couples, okay, where are you at right now? Is Okay, that, that's good to know, but where does God want to take your love next? How is God inviting you right now to love each other better, to forgive more? How is he inviting you to just be patient more and, and overlook certain things? How is he inviting you to be more generous, to be thinking about the other person? How is he inviting your love to grow? That's the question we always want to ask in our marriage. And I think a lot of couples, they're like, oh, we're struggling, we're fighting, we're not communicating, I don't feel fulfilled, and they and, but they're not asking the question of well, what's what's the next step that God is inviting me to change to help me to love better to become more like Jesus because that's that's real sanctification. But when we say that you know marriage is meant to sanctify us, help us to right. grow in holiness, it's not just oh, I pray for my wife and I make sacrifices for. Her. It's also just like in the nitty gritty stuff of daily married life. Yep, Jesus is inviting me to encounter Him and my beloved and love more like He does. Right. He loved Absolutely. us in our imperfection on Good Friday. So many imperfections and sins. How am I being invited to love my spouse, who is amazing, but is not God, <laughs> is not right. perfect, is not the blessed Virgin Mary? I'm being called to love like Jesus loves in those moments. I was getting to the point of the saints before the break as well, as we forget that even the saints who had great such great faith, they went through trials their entire lives, and you know they were frustrated. And of course, my my favorite Saint Teresa of Avila, this is the way you treat your friends, and no wonder you have no few, so few. But that didn't push her away from God; she drew closer to Him through that. Oh, beautiful analogy! And I'll go to her uh, spiritual brother, Saint John of the Cross. The cross, right? Uh, mm-hmm. On this one, right? John of the Cross. I've been reading a lot of him recently, and this is the big point he makes about the spiritual life, which is so applicable to marriage. Right. Uh, in fact, he talked about God and Jesus as his bride, you know, bridegroom, and you know. So the, he says the beginners are growing in the spiritual life. You know, they're they're filled with all these delights, these consolations. They like going to prayer. They like going to 
you know, we, he wouldn't have this in his day, but, you know, prayer meetings and Bible studies, and, you know, they like doing spiritual things. But God uses that to, like, draw the soul initially closer to him, to start develop the habits of prayers. It's like he's giving, like, little sweetness, little candies, you know, to kind of draw you in. But then what he does is he takes away all the sweetness. Mm-hmm. And in and, and, and the spiritual life, we can panic and think, oh, prayer is boring. I'm too distracted. I don't like praying anymore. What's happening? And, you know, maybe I just shouldn't pray anymore. And God God just says that in John of the Cross and all the saints that that's the moment where our love is being tested. Right. Am I coming to prayer for what I get out of it, for those mm-hmm. feelings, for those insights? Or am I going to come just to be faithful, even if I feel I'm not getting anything out of it? Doesn't that apply to marriage? You know, right. am I coming to my, you know, my spouse just because, oh, she makes me feel good, and she's good-looking, and I like, you know, being spending time with her, you know? Or, or am I actually going to be there, even when I don't have the feelings? Because that's real love. It's, yep. it's not about feelings. It's a commitment to the other person. Amen. Wrapping up, one more segment with Dr. Edward Shree, his book, The Good, the Messy, and the Beautiful. It is all about taking a look at the joys and struggles of real married life, co-written with his wife, Beth Shree, and published by our friends at Ascension. And we'll have the details and how you can get the book, of course, on our archive section, but also Ted will fill us in when we come back. Hi. Are you keeping a secret no one knows about? Are you worried your friends would reject you if they knew? We at Healing After Abortion understand the pain suffered by those who have experienced an abortion. Whether you thought it was your only option or felt pressured to make the decision, there is hope and healing available. Come join us November 18th to the 20th for a Rachel's Vineyard Retreat. Call us confidentially at 214-544-CARE or visit us at racheldallas.org. St. Joseph is a patron saint of home and family. At My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine, we support the Guadalupe Radio Network's mission of honoring and supporting home and family as longtime sponsors of KATH 910 AM. We're Bob and Norma Duane, owners of My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine. We would be honored to speak with you about all your mortgage needs. We can be reached at 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. We are an equal housing lender, NMLS 265303. The Catholic Daughters of America, Chapter 2337, along with the Knights of Columbus, Council 5052, invites all listeners to its Veterans Day Family Dinner. The dinner takes place on Friday, November 11th at 6 p.m. at the Spring Lake Event Center in Dallas. Enjoy smothered cube steak, caramelized onions, egg noodles, green beans, and dessert. The cost per plate is $12 adults, $5 children. Veterans eat free. Come join the Catholic Daughters of America and the Knights of Columbus for the Veterans Day Dinner. Victory Investment Strategies is a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. They pray for continued blessing on all who make Catholic Radio possible in North Texas. The unique programming is vital to our daily lives. Victory Investment Strategies is a full-service investment firm owned by Joel and Elizabeth Victory, members of St. Patrick Cathedral in Fort Worth. They offer a variety of products and will custom-fit a plan for your individual needs. 800-810-6800. 800-810-6800. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. No marriage is perfect, and neither is the marriage of our guest, Edward and Beth Shree. The book is packed. Their book, The Good, the Messy, and the Beautiful, packed with hilarious and relatable stories in their 20-plus years of marriage. The Good, the Messy, and the Beautiful, going into the nitty-gritty, explaining what to do when reality hits. 
and when rubber meets the road. I love that introduction. And Dr. Shree is with us. And again, the title of the book published by Ascension Press is The Good, the Messy, and the Beautiful, The Joys and Struggles of Real Married Life. So, Ted, you're pretty honest in this. And you talk about, uh, the you're very vulnerable and open, what you and Beth went through. And so tell us about healing and how that occurred in your marriage and what needed to be healed. Yeah, you know, my wife, she has this wonderful analogy that describes, like, what happens in marriage and, and what happened in our own marriage. And she talks about bone broth. I don't know if you know what bone broth is. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it, it's like this new in-food, you know, and you, you take the bones of the cow and, and you're you're boiling them for 24 or 48 hours. And, and, and in that process, there's all these amazing nutrients and vitamins that come out of the bones. You know, it takes a long time, but it's drawing out all the good stuff. But in the, in the process... It also draws out all of the, the bad stuff, the, the scum, <laughs> you know, rises to the surface. And you have to scrape off the scum at the top. And my wife says, that's marriage. <laughs> marriage is drawing all the good out of you, but it's also bringing to the surface all the scum, all the things that, that God wants to work on in your life, your sins, your weaknesses, but also your, your hurts from your past. These things come up, you know, and, and, and so... That, as we have a whole chapter on how our, our upbringing affects us more than than, than we expect. Um, we often will say, "Oh, yeah, I had a difficult uh, upbringing, or you know, I, I struggled, or I had these you know, traumatic experiences, but it's okay. I went to counseling a long time ago when I was in high school. I'm all fine." Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> These right. things we see this over and over again. God is bringing things to our attention, and that was the case in our lives. So, if my my wife would tell the story so much better, but she she grew up uh, in a home where there was divorce. And that affected her, you know, and, and she went to counseling early on in our marriage, you know, and it was really good and it was helpful. But I would say it was more like 15 years into our marriage that there was a much deeper level of, of challenge and difficulty. And she started noticing, like, you know, as she's trying to raise our family, just the way she would react and different, uh, she'd be you know, more hurt by things and little, uh, it just wasn't functioning as well. Uh, as she used to, and there were some things that had happened that year, uh, and God was really bringing it to her attention, and a friend of hers just says, you know what, I, I think you need to go back to counseling. I, I think you still haven't really dealt with the impact of growing up in, in this broken home. Mm. And, and she didn't want to hear that, but I'll tell you, she started going to counseling, and it was hard, and, you know, and that, and that probably was a couple-year period where our marriage, it was just like my wife, I... I wanted to support her. You know, I didn't know how to support her. She's going through and, like, processing the depths of, you know, all that had happened from her childhood and, uh, and you know, trying to find the healing with Christ. But she's also realizing there's things in our relationship that needed to change because there's certain things that I would do thinking it was normal and nice. and, and But yet, because of her past, uh-huh. I was unintentionally doing things that hurt her. You know, it was like unintentionally poking at a wound. You know, I remember holding my wife's hand. We're going for a walk once. And she kept letting go of, her, of the hand. I go, why, why did you want me to hold your hand, honey? <laughs> I was kind of hurt by that. She goes, oh, I, I hurt my wrist today, and it just hurts. I was like, oh, okay, I don't want to hold your hand now, you know, because I don't want to hurt your wrist more. And, and there were many hurts in my wife that I unintentionally, like, was poking at. I didn't realize were there. And mm-hmm. so it was a, I had to change the ways I was relating to her to be more sensitive to just how she would receive it. I started going to the counselor with her to learn because I, I was, like, helpless. I was like, I want to help my wife, but I don't know how. Could you coach me? And, and it yeah. was awesome because she helped me understand better where my wife was coming from, what my wife needed. And, uh, and I will say that process, it was a few years of real deep you know, counseling and prayer together, prayer in the chapel. 
my wife, the beautiful woman that I married 23 years ago, has just blossomed even more. She's so free and confident, and, and it was really good. If she were here, she would just be saying, there's no shame in counseling. If you have struggles from your past, and everybody does, we all have something yep. mm-hmm. that's going to rise to the surface. Some is worse than what my wife went through. Some is a lot less than what my wife goes through. But we all have our stuff. That's a normal part of marriage, of God working with us. And, and if we don't go and find that healing in him, then it prevents us from able, us being able to give ourselves more fully in our married lives. Isn't it amazing, though, Ted, and, and I was guilty of this, both of us, me and Don, when we got married. I think most married couples are because, you know, we're in love, and even if we're faithful, we think, you know, we're just going to be fine. We're not going to have any major issues, and if we do, we can certainly overcome them on our own and obviously with, through prayer that we don't need any assistance. And you think about just the daily struggles and what goes on in people's lives. And as you mentioned, the struggles, for example, we both have stuff from our past and maybe from our you know, our family relationships and whatnot and the way we were, were raised and yet we think we can just go through just maybe six weeks or you know a few weeks of marriage prep and off to the races and nothing afterward. And yet when it comes to taking care of our health, when it comes to having other goals, getting that advanced education, we work at it, we schedule, we, we struggle with this, and we, we ask the advice of other people. And yet marriage, we think, ah, we got this. You know, that's what I want to say to everyone listening here. Those that are married, you've been married a year or, or, or many decades, that what is God inviting you right now mm-hmm. to take your love marriage you know, to the next level? You and I talked about this before, that you know, we do things in our professional lives to get ongoing training, you know, more formation. You know? Right. Like, we don't do this. We don't take care of what matters the most you know, in, in our vocation. Like, what are we doing to get a tune-up on our vocation? What are we doing to get more training in our vocation? This matters more than our career, and yet we just think, oh, well, I'll just kind of just go along and do it, you know, and it'll somehow work out. You know, I think we have to give much more priority to enriching our marriages, you know, and so that's why we wanted to write this book is something that, you know, a couple that want to take their marriage seriously. They don't want to just go through the motions. They don't want to just have a mediocre Catholic marriage. They want to experience God's love deeply in their marriage. They want to take their marriage to the next level. They want to grow in sanctity. We wanted to write a book that would be accessible to everybody, meeting them where they're at in the basic little struggles we all have, and, and, and bring the Catholic tradition to bear to bring your marriage to that next step. I, I think that's so essential today. And too often, to your point, Teresa, people think, well, no, we could just, you know, we'll just do this on our own. Yeah, we pray right. together, and that's enough. You know, no, no, we need help. We, we, need, we need to be constantly forming ourselves in the Church's vision for married life. We need to be constantly turning to the sacraments. We might need to find other married couples that can accompany us to help us, you know, to be in fellowship with others. Maybe we need spiritual direction, a priest to help us. Maybe we need counseling, like I just talked about here. But we all need help to get to that next level. And I think, sadly, so many Orthodox Catholics spend a lot of time, you know, at Catholic conferences and reading of apologetics, yep. and, and that's great. But they're not taking care of their marriage. Yeah, you sound like Julian Greg Alexander. They say that all the time with their marriage ministry, the Alexander House. They say they have very faithful couples, even diaconate couples. I was chatting with you about the break that are very faithful, very orthodox, you know, living out the faith correctly according to church teaching, and they love the Lord, they love the church. But they're doing, they're living like marriage encounter calls married singles because they're doing all these quote unquote faith activities away from the home and some of those are good because we need our own our own space and maybe you have your women's bible study or your men's bible study that's great because you need that that bonding but not taking time to go through those different experiences faith faith wise with your spouse 
Amen. I think one of the great ways to examine your conscience is if you have a men's group, a women's group, or you do something in ministry, you're volunteering at the parish, that's good. But is it enrich? Is it making your marriage better? Like, you know, it's like my wife, it's awesome. She's involved in like the, a couple different small group things. But then she comes back so enriched to give more to our kids, to give more to me. Then she talks to me about like what she's learning and what they're, what, you know, she has questions. You know. So it's like, it, it's, it's something that's uniting us, but I can see many other couples where they're frantically running around doing all these things. And it's actually becoming a source of tension for their marriage and tension for their kids. They're not present to their children. They're not present to each other. They're doing amazing Catholic things, but it's actually dividing them. Obviously, right. You know? So I think a, an examination is asked, is this, and, and to ask your spouse, I think this would be a great question. Honey, did, when I, when I go to my men's group, do, do you find that this is good for our marriage? When I'm doing all this activity in the church, is this strengthening our union together? Mm-hmm. Are we growing in friendship through this? Be honest <laughs> and go to your spouse and ask and be ready. Be ready for your spouse to say, I think they're doing too much. And if you're, if you are too attached to those great Catholic activities that you're doing and all the online things you're doing, whatever it is, and, and you can't give up, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm just on Instagram all the time following all these, you know, Catholic moms. And you can't give that up because your spouse is asking you to. That's a sign that you've, that, that you've got an attachment that's dividing your marriage. Yep. And so I think that's a great way to just be honest and listen to the voice of your spouse uh, and be willing to, to hear the hard thing you don't want to hear. And before we wrap up, I think just to remind just people how important a sense of humor is, and I mean a healthy sense of humor, right? One of the things that Deacon Dom and I say when we give our testimony is that that God has a sense of humor because he, I think he put us together at times for a mere form of entertainment for himself because we're so different. I mean, we're just complete opposites. But over the years, 39 years, you learn a few things, hopefully, and our differences balance each other out so well. Yeah, we have to have a great sense of humor in the midst of all this. You know, it's funny, I just say, and this is just as our marriage has grown, we laugh at each other more about our foibles and our yep. Like just, just the other night, I did something, I, I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I, I didn't respond well, and I, I think I hurt my wife's feelings, and, you know, I was, little, I was frustrated about something, but I came upstairs, and I apologized, but I, I, it wasn't like the best, it was, a, it was an apology, but it wasn't the best apology, and my wife just mocked me. She just imitated my apology. Is that your apology? She says it with a smile, you know? And I'm like, no, I'm sorry, honey. I'm really sorry. No, no, I, I was wrong. I shouldn't have. <laughs> and it was great. I mean, we resolved it, but it was like with a little bit of humor. We're laughing about like, you know, okay, that wasn't a good enough apology. And she's mocking me. It was kind of funny. So uh, I think when you can reach that point in a marriage, we can actually joke with each other about, <laughs> about each right, other. Right, like Fonzie, I was r- 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 wrong. <laughs> <laughs> We're really showing our age here. Fonzie and uh, the Barones, we've talked about two sitcoms so far. But, yeah, I think the sense of humor, and in a a healthy sense of humor, not where you're making fun of the other person, but when you can be self-deprecating. I laugh at myself all the time because my way of thinking is so different. Dominic is an engineer. He's very linear. I am not a linear thinker. I'm kind of like Isadora Duncan all over the place, you know, freestyle dancing. And I will be thinking about something, and I will just start talking about it. Dominic will look at me. He's like, what? <laughs> like I'm thinking he's having the conversation with me. In, in my head, I'm talking about something. And then I just come out and start talking about it. He goes, okay, wait a minute. And he'll do like the imitation of changing gears on a car. Vroom, vroom. Okay, we're first gear. Now we're going to second gear. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's the great thing. Yeah, we never want, it's always respectful. In fact, when my wife did that, I used the word mocking me. I want to make sure listeners know it wasn't in a disrespect. It was a no, it was a fun way. together all the time like this. You know, and I think that's when you got the trust, the fundamental trust with each other, 
you know that we're, we're each looking out for each other. It's not like I wait, you know, my, my wife wakes up on Tuesday morning and thinks, how can I really frustrate Ted today? You know, she knows <laughs> I, I try to do that to her. You know, like when there's a fundamental trust and we're, we're going to make mistakes, we're going to hurt each other, let each other down, you, then it creates a freedom where you can laugh about these things. With right. Each other. And I think that's a, a great sign of a really healthy marriage. Yeah. I love, I love to do fun things like um, when, I, when I leave and go on a, a speaking engagement and stuff, it's always hard for me because as much as I love my work, getting back to what you did, what you just said, it's difficult for me to leave, uh, Dominic. I just, I just don't like being away from him. And now that he's retired, he's able to travel with me a little bit more. But I always leave crazy messages on the mirror and big hearts, and sometimes he says he hasn't seen them yet. He'll wake up in the morning and he'll go, <laughs> big heart and red lipstick on the mirror or something else crazy, but but that's a good thing. Gosh, Ted, what a great discussion. Thanks for coming back on with us. There's so much to, to draw from this beautiful book, The Good, The Messy, and The Beautiful, The Joys and Struggles of Married Life. I would think this could be a nice um, marriage enrichment program, using the book as a basis for it. What do you think? Absolutely. And there's videos we have that Ascension uh, presents as well that could go along with it. So absolutely. I think, you know, we're moving into the Christmas season. Maybe this is a great way to enrich your marriage or the marriage of someone you love. What a great present. Uh, get the book. Check it out. Ascension Press. The Good, the Messy, and the Beautiful. Also the videos co-written by our guest, Edward, of course, and his beautiful wife, Beth. We'll be right back wrapping up a beautiful interview with Ted. Abortion. Pornography. Embryonic stem cell research. Corporate contributions to Planned Parenthood. Do you invest in companies that are engaged in these practices? The Ave Maria Mutual Funds do not. And their investment portfolios reflect that. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and lighthouse work. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Did you know Franciscan University of Steubenville offers a Master's of Arts in Catholic Studies? Our unique program offers courses from many academic disciplines. Literature, biology, art, theology, psychology, all taught from a distinctly Catholic perspective. This 100% online program can be completed in just one year. Learn to see the world through a Catholic lens with a Master's in Catholic Studies from Franciscan University of Steubenville. Find out more at franciscan.edu slash mcs. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for almost 20 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent millions of dollars to thousands of pro-life charities. 5G coverage is available nationwide and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. Live chat and a video introduction are available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com.
everybody. Thanks so much for listening to Catholic Connection. And just remember, if you're a new listener or not, if you've been on board with us for a while, you may not know that we are co-produced, actually, by Ave Maria Radio and EWTN. And you can find us both online, all kinds of great resources, at EWTN.com and... AveMariaRadio.net. Now, I give you those websites quite often because I want to remind you, if you heard something on the show today, yesterday, last week, you can go to those websites and you can go to the archive sections or you can look them up and we have records of them for you. And if you heard, let's say, maybe about a book or a document, you can certainly go to EW Chan in their religious catalog to order an item or you can look up any type of encyclical or papal document or information about any of our shows there as well. So these are great resources in addition to great Catholic radio every day. We'll see you next time on Catholic Connection. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. In your car, at the office, or in your home, we're always here. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Guadalupe Radio Network announces the launch of La Promesa Legacy Circle, formed to recognize and honor our dedicated donors who have made long-term commitments to the network through gifts from their estates. We invite you to join our family and allow us to be a part of your personal legacy. For more information on making a legacy gift for the benefit of the GRN and a guide to charitable estate planning, contact our friends at the Catholic Foundation at 972-661-9792 or info at catholicfoundation.com. Do you want a faith-filled Catholic community where your child will thrive? Discover Immaculate Conception Catholic School in Denton, where your child will receive the very best spiritual foundation, along with excellence in education. ICCS serves 250 students ages 3 through 8th grade. Whether it's living the rosary, the celebration of the Mass, or the formation of saints, scholars, musicians, and athletes, Our Lady School is the place to be. For more information, call 940-381-1155 to arrange a tour or visit catholicschooldenton.org. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, blessed be His most sacred heart, blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. 
Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 